good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Karigi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, all over civic media and uh, the civic media network, and we are, oh, the dog's excited about that. Hey, we're really excited to be here tonight, and you know, as you know, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. And this portion of the show was brought to you by... MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Well, I got a chance to, uh, well, Ogma has been with uh, Native Roots uh, Radio for over three years, I do believe, and I got a chance to see Ogma and her little baby uh, for the second time, but also probably the total of 14 times today, uh, Ogma. Uh, and Zoe was there. I got a, I got a quick wave with her, but, uh, she's, you know, she's one of those young ones don't like to see, be hanging around no boomer. Um, so I didn't get the chance to see Zoe, but Ogama, it was good to see you for, I believe the 14th time in person. Oh, yeah. I think it was something like that, like 14th time in three years, but that's kind of where we're at with the digital age is that we're able to uh, do a lot of this work remotely, uh, which kept a lot of us safe during COVID um, and also allows me to uh, spend a lot of time home with my little one. Right on. And Zoe, you were there too today. Do you want, want to talk? We want to talk a little bit. Well, the whole show, it's a special edition of MMIWR. And we all three experienced that today. And I have a few speeches here uh, that we're going to play. But uh, there was a lot going on here. And it's always an emotional uh, uh, gathering, Zoe. And uh, what was your take on today? And welcome, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> oh, miigwech. Yeah. Um, Yes, I'm Zoe Allen, and I'm um, just starting out here with Native Roots Radio, so it's really been a lovely experience so far, and I'm so excited to be with the team now. Um, But yeah, today was really important, and also um, it made me really happy just to see the community out together. So many people came. It was a wonderful turnout. I don't know if you guys got a number or anything, but it just seemed like lots and lots of people, which was great because it's the first time they've done it since... 2020 i believe um and you know it was it's kind of weird to not have it at the american indian center um definitely also uh we need more space because but that's a good problem to have i think and um i was kind of there seeing a lot of people um it's really a wonderful time to visit i mean it is a really hard issue and we all have our own personal stake in it of course um so I thought it was really wonderful to see so many of my relatives today and their babies. Um, yeah. Like you talked about Ogama, and it was so good to see her baby. And I just helped a lot. Um, just kind of played an auntie role today, helping people with their kiddos because um, there was a lot going on. But it was, um, I think, an amazing turnout. And they had some really strong, wonderful speakers. Um, and... It's just nice to see us doing it again, that it's going to continue to exist and hopefully just get bigger and bigger every year. I remember 2020, they, I, I think if I remember correctly, like Jill Sanders was there. I remember yeah. my friend pointing her out and was like, that is so random, but cool because that's a big deal. So um, I hope that next year we even, we get even more people Um to come out, but it was a really wonderful turnout. And there was a lot of youth. I was really happy to see a lot of young people there bust in um, from schools. And it was, it's just great to see them to ha- get that opportunity um, to hear about our people and what they can do to support these causes. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, we were able to uh, interview uh, uh, Miss San- Mrs. Sanders, uh, who uh, is married to Barry Sanders. Uh, and we, we really miss, uh, <laughs> we, we, miss our uncle. Uh, he, he should be in his second term as, as 
of president as far as I'm concerned, but that's a whole different show. Right. And before, before we get any further, Zoe, I just uh, wrote down a quote that you just said. You said, uh, working with us is a wonderful experience so far. So I, I wrote <laughs> under so far, I wrote that, un I underlined that too and put a little question mark, but that can be like at your review at the end of the month. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Ogama, what was your thoughts? I know Ogama's here in the Twin Cities and she's at a B&B &B and she, her baby's sleeping and Ogama's in the dark. Uh, what was your experience today uh, having your your wonder, one of your wonderful chi children there, um, you know, uh, it, it started them, start them early, right, Ogama? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my youngest was with me today, and she's just shy of a year old. Um, but, I mean, this event today, was always it's always so healing to be there and to see so many people. Um, so I ran into a, a fellow a teaching student uh, while I was there who brought about 40 students from the uh, Hinkley Finlayson School District uh, here in uh, Minnesota. So that would explain some of what Zoe was talking about with so many youth uh, being there. Um, so I just put a picture for those of you who are watching online uh, of those students and their teacher, the teachers there um, in green uh, with the red shirt. And it was just really great to, to see her in person because I hadn't met her in person yet. And, uh, you know, to chat and to see her organize and get a whole bus full of students to come, um, you know, all the way from Hinkley to the Twin Cities. It was just really beautiful. And, yeah. um, you know, seeing Robert and uh, Tracy and a few other people. Um, shout out to uh, Richard Milda, who uh, gave a really, really beautiful yeah. um, sharing of, of his story and his family uh, mm. towards the end of the rally. And, uh, you know, baby Opie was there uh, yeah. as one of the drummers and singers, and that was really great to see him. So, I mean, the whole event, every time I go, I laugh, I cry, um, mm -hmm. I hug a lot of people and, you know, I ultimately leave feeling hopeful and, um, you know, proud of being Indigenous. I think that's really important. Right. Uh, you two, uh, I just got to shoot off the, uh, we're talking about the missing and murdered uh, Indigenous uh, women and relatives, uh, which cover uh, the whole spectrum uh, of our uh, indigenous people that are are missing for many many different reasons, but uh, it's it's interesting too. Uh, I just have to say a couple things here. One is that uh, you know we have Heather Keeler on the show quite often. She was one of the keynote speakers. Ruth Buffalo, who we have on the on the show all the time, uh, another keynote speaker. Mary Kunish, who's on um, on Fridays here. State Senator Mary Kunish was on, uh, there along with. Uh, uh, Alicia Kowalski, who's brand new up in uh, state representative up in Duluth, and she had uh, some really cool things to say. And I think when we come back, I'm gonna we'll start off playing that clip. Ogama and Zoe, uh, we have uh, Heather speaking, and then Alicia too, and uh, uh, we can comment on that. One of the things too, we got a couple minutes here. Uh, Zoe, were you close to uh, the mayor of Minneapolis uh, being asked to leave in a in a uh, I guess a good way. Oh, oh yeah, it was definitely in a way. No, I think it was <laughs> kind of to be expected. I mean, I actually had a conversation with my sister um, just to hear what she saw. because She was also there. And um, yeah, it was just an immediate reaction to him, which I think says a lot about where we are at with um, with his policies and what he has promised he would do for us and what he hasn't delivered on. And um, I just really appreciated how the situation was handled after um, when I think it was, I, I'm not sure if it was Heather or um, Ruth that came on, um, but they, she just said that, um, you know, it's really important that, you know, we push people who make promises to us and don't always um, keep them. And it's not like we don't have a long history with, the government doing that exact thing, um, especially in Minneapolis. Uh, so I think it was just a show of um, solidarity between our people that we are not going to, you know, allow um, someone to be in the space that isn't there to really do the work. So maybe Ogama can talk about in the next segment what our, our relatives were really, really upset about. And uh, there's some voting going on and he voted 
voted against the community. But hey, we'll be right back. We're with Zoe Allen, of course, Ogama, and uh, I'm Robert Pilot, which uh, uh, I my real name is Distant Thunder. We'll be right back after the short break. Stay with us. Ho-wa. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit MN350.org. We are your relatives. We are your relations. Brothers. Sisters. Sons. Daughters. And and some some of us are are your grandchildren. grandchildren. We are your community. Historically, we held places of honor and respect. Because of the impact of colonization, some of us are rejected, thrown out from family, friends, and community, set up as targets for sexual violence, sex trafficked, humiliated, tortured, and murdered. Everybody has the right to be safe. We are your relatives. Remember, homophobia is not traditional. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Green light. Hey girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The Mary T. family of companies serve seniors and people with a wide range of disabilities. We provide home health care, hospice services, and accessible rental housing. This is Mary T., and we'd like you to join us. We're hiring direct care professionals, CNAs, nurses, and other support services. Our mission is to provide quality, personalized services to meet the unique and evolving needs of the people that we serve. Join a Minnesota family-owned company that was founded on a history of care. Apply today at MaryTInc.com slash careers. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition, who was instrumental in organizing today's MMIWR event in Minneapolis. Yes, thank you, Ogama. Hey, and, and another thing, too, before we get too deep in this, I, I, I want you, you didn't get a chance to do your normal news, and uh, because it's a special edition talking about min, uh, murdered, missing Indigenous uh relatives and women. Um, and one of the things that's happening tomorrow, Ogma, if you wanted to just uh, touch lightly on before we get going here. Yeah, absolutely. So tomorrow in the Twin Cities is the uh, Rise and Repair Rally at the St. Paul, the Minnesota Capitol. Um, it's uh, starting at about 10.30 a.m. Uh, to 11 a.m. Um, they're um, going to be meeting at Christ on Capitol Hill uh, for uh advocacy training and lunch until about 1245. And then starting at 1245 p.m., they're going to march from the church to the Capitol and have a rally and a round dance at the Capitol Rotunda from 1 to 2 p.m. This is all um, as members of Indigenous communities, the faith and climate community groups all are walking together um, to demand legislators honor Indigenous sovereignty and treaty rights and ask that they take the green path forward. They're asking legislators and the governor to build um, a just and sustainable economy for people across Minnesota and to really take bold action to protect land and water and all of our relatives living Um, all living creatures, all of those relatives. And I think it's important to mention too that, you know, Minnesota has a really uh, strong, um, you know, overage on its budget. Um, We're talking billions of dollars here in Minnesota and uh, it's important that those funds get spent wisely. Uh, I think your baby wants that money. Hey, uh, 
Zoe, I, you were uh, leaving, uh, again, Ogamayo Pinigigi, thank you for that. Um, uh, Zoe, you were talking about, uh, possibly uh, Nicole that uh, was talking about, uh, what I liked what she had to say, Zoe, at the, at the end of there, or after uh, Fry was asked, uh, Mayor Fry was asked to be, uh, to leave, she explained the situation because I was way on the other side of the building and I didn't know who was yelling and arguing at who and it was good to know that they were, it wasn't uh, Indian on Indian, it was uh, a good thing. <laughs> so no, really, I mean, that was good that she explained it, Zoe. Yeah, and I heard um, I heard the commotion um, and I heard people chanting outside of the gym a little bit, um, stop the pollution. And right. uh, yeah, I was wondering if Ogama, if you want to talk a little bit more about uh, maybe what you witnessed also and just a little more context to that. Yeah, sure. So as, as I was coming into the rally uh, with my with my little one, um, there was a lot of like immediate like anger in the room, which was not something I'm used to seeing um, at this rally. But um, the Minneapolis City Council Mayor Fry or Minneapolis um, Mayor City or Minneapolis mayor, um, Jacob Fry was in the room and everybody was chanting no more pollution, uh, just like she was saying. And uh, the reason for that is that the Minneapolis City Council just recently approved the demolition of the roof depot site, uh, which is basically an old Sears building um, in the East Phillips neighborhood. And the demolition is um, part of uh, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry's plan to consolidate the public works fleet into the Phillips neighborhood, which means there's going to be hundreds of diesel trucks barreling through the Phillips neighborhood, especially the Little Earth neighborhood. Um, And, um, you know, it's important to remember that diesel engines generate a lot more um, pollution than regular engines. Um, They've got a whole bunch of other toxins built in carbon monoxide, nitrogen oxide, formaldehyde, arsenic, and benzene are just some. And meanwhile, um, the community in East Phillips, um, East Phillips residents go to the hospital for asthma at two to four times the metro's the rest of the metro's rate and are already facing um, more pollution than other areas of the Twin Cities. And the Min Post just recently did a really great article kind of breaking down, you know, these issues. And, you know, once again, it's um, it's indigenous communities. It's the community of Little Earth that is going to be hurt by this. So when Mayor Frey came into the event to give a proclamation saying (laughs) that the city of Minneapolis was going to declare today MMIWR day, it was met, you know, with people demanding him to take action. He has been opposed by environmental groups. He's been opposed by the community of East Phillips and Little Earth. Uh, for a really long time and has just not budged on this, um, you know, he's determined to put this uh, public works fleet in that neighborhood. And, um, you know, the community called him out on it, made him leave. Yeah. They uh, uh, said you voted against us. So uh, leave basically. Yeah. uh, I don't want to dwell too much longer on that, but that's an excellent report you two about what happened. And, uh, you know, we talk about here in native Ritz radio, uh, you know, um, making our politicians accountable. And I, and I saw that, uh, in, uh, living color today. Hey, I want to jump in real quick here. Uh, we only got, uh, hopefully we can make this, uh, last or not last the whole segment. It'll make the whole segment, but I want to get this, uh, this speech, a couple speeches on. And let's do it. Yeah. Hey, maybe I should turn up the, (laughs) Maybe I should uh, know what I'm doing here. Oh, uh, yeah, it's not working right I also now. just okay, wanted to say that. Oh, you got it, Robert? Yeah. Representative okay. yeah. Alicia Kozlowski. Yes. Another Native woman, another Native person um, in our legislature. So please, Representative Keeler and Representative Kozlowski. Hello, now it's the comedy club, right? We're up, we're gonna have a team here, but so, 
So we want to say thank you to everyone, and we know that this is so much bigger than MMIW. We know that what we're doing in Minnesota is around murdered and missing indigenous relatives. We know that this is much bigger than just our women and girls. We know that there's gender-based violence that's happening to us across this nation and in our state. And so as we expand our team, Senator Kunish works on the Senate side, and as you heard, she's done amazing things. We have three individuals in the House that come pretty strong and collectively we've actually formed a Native American caucus so that we make sure that not only bills move through that impact us in a positive way, but that we're also, we all know that these systems were designed to create genocide against us over and over and over. So we also do the defense in this space to make sure that we're protecting all of you, but also the generations to come. We stand very firmly and with high honor and understanding that it is our job to protect future generations. Um, as Senator Kunish said, we are looking at more funding. We're looking at making sure that we can do this work in a more tangible, long-term way um, to make sure that we support all of you and the work that you continue to do. Um, also, look at us, see us. You know, we were just saying in the car ride over here, we're what happens on the other side of the march. Like, we've been marching for years. We've been searching for years. The story that Representative Ruth Buffalo shared, I was right alongside her, Fargo-Moorhead is my community too. I watched that happen and I watched it unfold and I watched the conversation say, if we find her on the North Dakota side, these things happen. If we find her on the Minnesota side, these things happen. That should never be the case. It should never be jurisdiction by state on how we treat our individuals. We should continue to look every step of the way. We shouldn't have any of those bureaucratical um, barriers. So with that, I'll pass it over to one of my most phenomenal members, Alicia Kozlowski. Oh, bonjour, relatives. Bonjour, Ozawa Anakwad, Magizi Nindodin, Gichi Onagaming, Minawana Gajiwanang, Masabakan Nindun Jaba. Um, I'm super excited to be here. My name is Alicia. I guess I've added the title of representative somehow. <laughs> and my pronouns are they, them, and I'm really proud. I, I come from to, uh, this place from Grand Portage. I'm also a descendant of Fond du Lac, but um, hail in my hometown of Duluth, Masave Kong. Um, and I want to give a shout out to my community. This is the first time I've ever missed MMIW2SG Day um, because we're here uh, hearing really important bills that are going to protect and preserve our families and our um, elk and our and all the things that we know that is so important to, to our people on this relationship that we have with this place. Um, so I want to make sure to, to give a shout out to the folks in Duluth. Um, you know, they always remind me that it's, we're here because of the survivors and we're here because families. Um, and I'm here today and many of you, everybody probably in this room, right? Uh, who has survived violence. And I look around and I see our communities and laughing and um, loving and being that medicine for each other. And I'm so grateful to have been raised up by a, a grandma who, who took me in and all of my cousins and showed us that, that we can be really fierce and we can be hell raisers and we can be really soft and gentle at the same time. Um, and I also come here as a trail runner, I know, it's a thing that Native people done and we've been doing out here, I think I see some of you in the crowd, um, and I'm a pack animal, so we run on these trails miles and miles together because of this trauma that is in our body that we gotta get out of our spirits and out of our body somehow, so we go out of the trail and I am a pack animal in the woods and a pack animal on our mountain bikes and on the soccer field at the legislature, partly because it's way funner, um, but also because we know that we have to do that for our safety, that we are each other's keeper, that we have to look around and make sure that we got each other's back, that we're taking each other along, um, because that's how we get through the world. And as we were running on those trails, um, we started putting on runs in Duluth, and it's not just me, there's grassroots organizations and nonprofits and our whole community. Um, and we started organizing, right? And this has been organizing for many, many years where we have the ports um, where a lot of our people are going and they don't come back. And we have trafficking and now there's like digital um, sex trafficking and all of these things that uh, are, are facing us. And one of the things that Hey, we'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. 
Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. Dear John, I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to when you checked on me? I don't want to leave. But remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range today. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Hey, it's Patrick. February is the month for love, but when was the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? If your carpet hasn't been professionally cleaned, you are breathing unhealthy levels of nasty dirt, dander, bacteria, and germs that keep recirculating again and again. And what's worse, you're going to be stuck inside breathing that nasty stuff for months. Lucky for you, Zero Res is going to spread the love for you and your home with their Love Your Rug special. Get three rooms zero resified from the Twin Cities' number one carpet cleaner starting at just $119. Plus, this month only, they are throwing in a free hallway to sweeten the deal. But hurry, this deal won't last long. And because love has no limits, Zero Rest is going to take $75 off your air duct cleaning. You owe it to yourself and your family to breathe healthy, happy, and clean. Call Zero Res right now, 952-Zero-Res, or go online at ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the AM950 special. Zero Res. Winter is here, and there's a good chance your home isn't being heated efficiently. And it's likely because of air sealing and insulation problems. Inadequate attic insulation is the leading contributor to high energy bills, cold rooms, and ice dams. Great news, the energy-efficient pros at Snap Construction can fix it all. Stop the heat from leaking out and save. Call 612-333-SNAP or visit snapconstruction.com for your free infrared energy inspection. Install with Snap Construction and qualify for over $750 in rebates and incentives. State and city programs are now offering 0% financing for qualifying insulation upgrades. So call Snap Construction for your free insulation energy consultation and start saving on your energy bills. Call 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP. Or visit snapconstruction.com. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed insulation and exterior contractor in the metro area. Visit snapconstruction.com. Would you let animals pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance. But what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067 or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. A rain-snow mix overnight tonight with a low of 26, then snow possible Wednesday with temperatures falling to 20 degrees. The locally owned Vinaigrette has been offering the finest olive oils and vinegars since 2009. That's Vinaigrette, Xerxes Avenue and 50th Street in Minneapolis or at vinaigrettemn.com. ATNFAM 950 St. Louis Park, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Hi, this is Desi Doyen of the Green News Report and the Bradcast. You're listening to AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we got in a little conversation in the beginning and I wanted to play this whole clip. So I'm going to uh, jump in. Oh. My cat wants this to happen too. I'm going to jump in where we uh, left off and uh, and uh, play the rest of Alicia's uh, uh, speech because there's some important things I want everybody to hear that she says at the end. Um, so let's uh, give it a shot again here. 
things that uh, are, are facing us. And one of the things that um, we created this last year was actually the MMIW2SG Reward Fund. And as Representative Keeler shared, that gender-based violence is such an important piece that part of what um, the, the loss, the, the ripping away from our traditions, for me as a two-spirit person, it took me 26 years to be able to reclaim and step into the fullness of being a two-spirit um, person and part of a queer community. And there's teachings and gifts and responsibility, but we know that that's been stripped away from us. And so this is what we call the reclamation chapter. But um, part of that was creating you know, the reward fund, which we know is so crucial that who's looking for our people? We go out and do that. Who funds it? We do it out of our own pocket, right? And so we have to get the dollars back into our community. And we had gone to our community elders to ask what this reward fund should be called. And again, they said, we have to always remember their names. We have Trina Langenbrunner and Penny Diver and Sheila St. Clair and so many, the list goes on and on. Um, and they, they did a naming ceremony and they, they came out with the spirits revealed, Gagi Gamek Wendaka Oziwa, which is they will be remembered forever. So um, that was actually, we brought that to the state um, after we implemented it in Duluth. And that was the day that I was testifying with Senator Kunish with Representative Jamie Becker-Finn, um, and I know Representative Keeler worked on that as well with our Native Caucus, and it was that day that the representative in my district announced she wasn't running, and the moment that I decided that I couldn't take it anymore, that we have to have people who, who have our stories and who have our power in all of you. And so I just wanna say thank you um, for everything that you do. We need you in this work. Um, we couldn't do this at the legislature and pass laws for economic justice and to get our people housed. Um, and so anyways, I'm going on and on, but I just wanted to share that, um, that I would be risk to say to our youth and to all of you that we're watching and we're in this work with you and you're up next, so miigwech. Yes, that was uh, Alicia uh, Kowalski and uh, uh, new uh, representative up in uh, Duluth, uh, really excited to um, have this kind of representation. Um, native, two-spirit, uh, Zoe. It, it's uh, it's a new it, it's a new day here, and uh, we and things are getting better and better. Uh, but we have a long, long way to go. And uh, um, you know, it, it's it's interesting how the tide is 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 shifting, Zoe. Yeah, definitely. I'm. I mean, I just think it's an absolutely incredible that um, Representative Kalzowski's in the office, um, and that they are making history by doing so. Um, it's just really incredible to see more and more queer Indigenous people um, occupy these spaces of power because it's so important that we're in those spaces um, that have historically excluded us. Um, and I just really love the way that they talk about their identity and how they um, talked about how it took them 26 years to step into that identity. And um, I just see a lot of our youth uh, stepping into that a lot earlier. And that makes me really happy to hear. And I loved how they also said that, you know, the youth are next, um, because I think that's yeah. something that's really important to mention at these um, events is that they're equally important and they have a voice in these spaces, too. You know, we talk a lot about the show, uh, on the show, uh, Zoe, about like when I was a junior in high school, we couldn't uh, practice our own religion. Uh, you know, people uh, like the American, uh, groups like the American Indian Movement, Red Power, made us pri prideful. And I, I talked to one of our guests during the week, Robert Lilligren, about how we really were so undercover. We didn't even know the other natives that were in our school. Until until we were celebrating these uh, victories uh, and rights that everybody has in this country uh, that took us so long to get, uh, you know, uh, not only voting and being a citizen of this country, but all, all it took forever for that. But also, uh, this country is supposed to be based on freedom of religion, and we couldn't uh, practice our own religion because of the Sundance and or because you know and uh, so. It, 
it's it's I'm glad there's young warriors like yourself and Ogma that do know the history that people are like mm-hmm. uh, my uncles and my gaga, my grandma and um, my choka have gone through my grandfather, um, you know, and all the trauma that came with it. Yeah, yeah, I think it also is really important to hear that um, from your generation as well is that how much change has happened in such a small amount of time, because I think I definitely take it for granted sometimes and I have to center myself and um, give a lot of thanks and credit to the people that walked before us and the older generation and the generations before me that they fought really hard so that we could be here today and feel safe and that we're also being advocated for, especially when it comes to MMIW because, um, you know, two-spirit people and queer people are huge targets of trafficking, of um, sexual violence, and it's often not spoke about, but it really needs to become more of a topic and I'm really happy to see that it is, especially um, at this march today. Right, exactly. And you know, one of the things too, and uh, I know Ogama is doing double duty over there, so jump in anytime if you can. Uh, one of the things too that we talked about in the last week, uh, and I think we had Nicole uh, Matthews, who's uh, the CEO of um, Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition, and uh, we have our own uh, backyard, so to speak, to to keep clean, Zoe and Ogama. We have a uh, uh, predators amongst us too. And that's something that I think is getting easier to talk about, but it's been so difficult and, and, um, you know, the victim blaming that, that comes along with that. And, uh, just all these, um, non-traditional things that happen uh, that are happening in our community at, at times too, that, may seem bleak, but we also uh, really need to talk about it and acknowledge it, right? Right. Robert, I know I talked about, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, stranger danger when it comes to protecting young children and children in general from um, sexual abuse. But I think it's important to teach children um, something I just heard. And I've, I've heard it on TikTok a bit, too, is um, teaching strange behavior, because by and large, children, um, especially, um, but also adults are more likely to be um abused or hurt um, or raped by somebody that they already know. And, you know, teaching children that strange behavior from any adult in their life, no matter who it is, things like asking them to keep secrets from their parents or their caregivers or, um, you know, telling them that they're going to play a game or, you know, anything that involves maybe their privates or something like that. It's something that you can teach children to recognize in any adult in their life by talking about strange behavior instead of just stranger danger. Yeah. You know, that's a, a, a super a good, uh, as always, Ogma, a super good point. Um, because that, you know, as you're speaking, those things float up and, and people question themselves instead of questioning, uh, the strange behavior, you know, did I see that or was that really what they said or is that, did they really touch me or, you know, on the knee or whatever? Um, Zoe, I, it, that's such a good point Ogama brought up. Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm so happy she said that because um, I think about that a lot. Um, just in my previous job, I was working as a youth outreach specialist um, at the Minnesota Indian Women's Resource Center and I was able to go through some training on um, trafficking and just how it happens in our state and how young um, like the grooming process starts. And also just wanted to mention that, you know, Minnesota is a safe harbor state. So we do have um, laws in place to protect our youth um, and not criminalize them for being victims of this violence. Um, So just making sure that people in the area know that MIWRC, Many other organizations, I know Andayan has someone there too, that are safe harbor um, workers, and they have access to resources that are really important, not only to help um, victim survivors, but also to do preventative work in the community so that 
um, exactly what Ogum is talking about so that our young ones, even our babies, you know, really we need to talk about it at such a young age, know um, what to look out for with these predators. Yeah, it's a it's a sad thing. And I think um, but it's a thing that I'm glad we're talking about. I'm glad you two young women are talking about this. And I'm glad people are out there listening because it is important and it's an uncomfortable um, topic that needs to be discussed. Um, again, I just want to go right away in this last minute before uh, our last break here is that we got to stop uh you know, um, blaming the victim. I mean, you know, were you drunk? What were you wearing? You know, all these things that, um, that become, uh, uh, blaming the victim. And we really have to talk about that a lot, Zoe. Yeah, definitely. And, and recognize it between each other too. Um, you know, cause it's not just people like you're saying from outside of our community, it's also people within our community yeah. and to share that knowledge amongst us is really important. Yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we need to tell our kids and the parents need to be more, uh, uh, mindful. And, um, like Shantina just says here, I think uh, the more we talk about it, the more mindful we, we can can be. So, um, really, uh, I'm really excited about having this uh, conversation with you two. It really, uh, it really uh, makes my heart sing uh, for the future of our Native community. So, hey, we're going to talk a little bit more in the last segment. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, our special edition here of. Uh, Whoop, I got the wrong piece of paper in front of me. Special edition um, MMIWR March Day Action. We'll be right back after the short break. Please stay with us. Hoa. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Winter fun is waiting for everyone at the Park Tavern. The Park Tavern is a great get-together location for family and friends. The food at the Park Tavern is outstanding with something for everyone. Pizza, wraps, sandwiches, burgers, salads, entrees, pasta, and wings. Take advantage of the best bowling lanes in Minnesota and enjoy the full menu while you bowl. No matter what your favorite sport is, the Park Tavern has all the big games on its many screens. And if you're looking for a private event, the Park Tavern offers private event packages for any size group. On Louisiana Avenue north of Highway 7 in St. Louis Park, warm fun this winter awaits you at the Park Tavern. Hi, this is Ken Hakeland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our live call-in talk show airing every Saturday from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights you need to know to live and age well. Each week, we talk with guests who provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and self-care for caregivers, and help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one on AM 950 for Living Healthy and Aging Well. This is Winona LaDuke of Honor the Earth, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. I'm awake. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh. Oh. Good one, Zoe. We'll we'll talk about that on your monthly uh, your monthly review too. That was good. Ho, uh, hey, uh, we're talking uh, amongst ourselves here. We had a little uh, some clips to play here, and we're this is a special edition of Native Roots Radio, and the MMIWR, and it was the March uh, Day of Action, um, and we got to see a lot of people and. 
it it's it's a uh, double-edged sword and i think we talked about that earlier ogama uh and zoe that and that it it's a serious event but it's also such great to see our relatives after uh two and a half years three years of covid and and really trying to protect ourselves so uh not that COVID's gone by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm double boosted, so I'm not going to get as sick as maybe somebody that isn't. So um, it, it, it was a good day, even though it was raining here in Minnesota um, and uh, it was slippery and someone old like me, you don't want to fall because then, you know, I'll be doing the radio show on my back, Zoe. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely trying to help some aunties and grandmas get over the um, pool that was being created right at the entrance of where we we're supposed to march. So um, I'm just, it's incredible how, you know, we come out no matter what, of course. Um, and I kind of felt like the rain today was fitting for such a tough subject. It, you know, it always feels like um, when we get together, the weather really, you know, it knows it and um, kind of indicates that it's grieving for us too. Um, and it was really wonderful to also hear um, some of our women sing some hand drum songs, um, which I think we I think I have a little recording of, which maybe we can play tomorrow or something. But um, yeah, it's a really good show of community. And there was food, too. Um, I, I think yeah. that they did serve a meal after uh, I think Chef Yazi cooked um, and, you know, critical part of our events and i did want to mention too something that um representative keeler talked about a little bit in her speech um i think she lightly mentioned it but i know she is from fargo moorhead area so it definitely affected her but the savannah Greywind case um which i think we just need to talk about every year to never forget yeah. um the atrocities that happened there and the legislation that came after that the savannah act um which came in, uh, when was it? Well, she passed away in 2017. Um, and then the act came later on, um, and it really just works to clarify federal, state, tribal, and local enforcement responsibilities um, in regards to our MMIW, because as we all know, that becomes jurisdiction um, is so important in these cases and it often becomes a huge barrier as to why our women are not found and action is not taken. Um, and Savannah's story is really important and at the heart of all of this work as well, just as all yeah. of our relatives stories are. So I just wanted to mention that, that we don't no, forget a, um, her. That's a, that's a super good point. And uh, a former representative Ruth Buffalo brought that up in her, uh, her talk too, because that was, um, and then Heather Keeler talked about that, as you heard later, um, and mentioned that too, because of the, the border of how two different states deal with this kind of thing differently, um, whether it's recovery of, of someone or um, still searching for them. That uh, Savannah, um, and it ended up becoming a Savannah law, is so... Uh, just a great example, but it's so, uh, tr it's a travesty of what happened to this young uh, yeah. indigenous woman. Um, and, you know, uh, Zoe, we talk uh, a lot here about, uh, you know, the, the ships up there and people disappearing and um, people being treated as subhuman, I think, press and radio and television and mascots and football teams really help uh, uh, accentuate that. Definitely. And um, for our allies out there too, I wanted to mention there is a movie you can watch that I think does is very hard. So I really don't recommend it for our own people because it is really triggering. Um, but uh, it's a movie on Hulu that just came out in the last year, Catch the Fair One. And it does follow an indigenous boxer um, and her quest to find her sister who's being trafficked. And I couldn't quite make it through the whole movie, but I think it is really important for our allies to watch so they can understand the weight of this issue um, on a different level and how trafficking works and how our women are treated and, and our children and our you know, men too. It's not just women, it's also our men. Um, 
because it is a really complicated thing, but it's also really common. And I think a lot of people don't understand how common trafficking occurs and that it isn't always international. It's not always people being shipped out. Sometimes it's happening, you know, in the Phillips neighborhood. Um, lots of the women that came to the drop-in center, MIWRC, um, were experiencing different levels of trafficking. And um, just to see how they deal with that and how they carry themselves forward and protect each other out there on the streets is always really incredible. Um, and we do as much as we can for them, of course. Um, so wow. yeah, just thinking of all of that, um, today wow, was Zoe. really a good reminder. So you've been a, a great addition to our show. You have really a uh, good insight and, uh, um, and a different insight too. There's things to remember that maybe you being younger or, or even with your experience being different than ours, um, can really bring out because there's, there's things that we're talking about that, uh, I think everybody should, uh, take heed to, but it's really, it's nice to hear come from somebody young. And I don't mean that as a put down at all. It's, uh, I don't feel like I'm talking to somebody young, I guess is my point. So welcome to the show. Good. Yeah. Which I really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, and Ogma always has great insight too. And as a as a person that's gone through a, a lot of things, and um, and still has gone through a lot of things, so it, it's it's great that we have this opportunity on this radio show to speak about uh, native issues you don't hear anywhere else across Turtle Island and uh, perspectives that. Uh, our allies really uh, enjoy to hear. You know, I saw, you know, just to, uh, <laughs> I saw our first fans today who, um, it's it's a long story, but six years ago, Wendy and I were at this, uh, this rally and somebody recognized my voice and they said, we listened to your show and we're just going, wow, somebody listens to our show. <laughs> and uh, so they were officially put as our, as our, our first, uh, uh, our first fans or first listeners. And so it was great to see them today. Um, and you guys know who you are. And, uh, I told Wendy, you said hello. And, uh, I don't know. I, it, it, again, you know, where does this stop? Where does this, where does this happen? Um, Zoe, I, you know, you just pop something up in the, up in the chat. Do you want to, we got a minute left and I think it's really a apropos time to, uh, bring that up and what i'm going to do in the background is play some of the women hand drums while, while you uh yeah lead us out of here Inglitch. yeah um i just put up the um national human trafficking hotline um and so for our listeners out there it is um and that is 888-373-7888 seven eight 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 um and that's the national human trafficking hotline so if you're aware of anyone in a situation that um might be trafficking or if you see anything that's bothersome um definitely give them a call and find out what resources are available for you in your area right on hey peenagy Pinigigi, Zoe, Ogama, it was great to see you for number 14. Zoe, uh, seeing you now three times, uh, you're catching up. Hey, you've been listening. If you've part been listening to the show, you're part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground on which we stand on is the sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, and run for office. You've been listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. We're still here. We are the seventh generation free Leonard Peltier, and that number is 188-373-7888, National Human Trafficking Hotline. We'll see you tomorrow. Peenagigi.